What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Chase Sexton, you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Episode 117 of the Moto X Pod Show brought to you by Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing, man, a place to get grips, pegs, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, much more. Johnny at Torque One Racing and his guys have a passion for the racing industry. So hit them up when you need uh, hard parts. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All our other sponsors are uh, equally as important to us. Extreme Colors, Custom Painted Helmets, uh, Kirk Hunter's been doing it for since 1989, uh, $295 gets you a custom painted helmet. Works wheels and mods for your engine work and um, Cerakoti and all that kind of stuff. He's really good at that. Uh, Power Band Racing, if you have WP Suspension, they are a certified suspension uh, service center, so hit them up. Fly Racing, you know what's up with that. Mad Jack Synthetics, Dane Evans, and Amsoil, uh, independent Amsoil dealer. We, we did a giveaway or contest over the last few weeks that we just picked a winner on today. We're going to announce that winner in just a moment. Um, All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces, MX Girl Designs for your graphic shock socks. Don't need leaky fork seals. Uh, and Kyle Tucker Ke- with Keller Williams Key Partners. He's a realtor. Uh, we also have a giveaway with him tonight that I'm going to bring up later on in the show. But, yeah, like I said, the Amsoil contest we've been running we got lots of emails a lot of cool stuff uh really cool stories as always it's very difficult to pick a winner but we uh we we picked dex lester he's a longtime listener he had a really cool story he's got lots lots of vehicles and toys um but i think dane is gonna reach out to some of the other entrants and do some stuff for those guys too dane's got a big heart he's a fantastic sponsor and he wants to help out everybody so uh yeah if you entered be on the watch out for an email from dane evans that's that's really cool of him uh, on the show tonight we've got cycle trader rock rivers ryan Brees, um nick schmidt who's been you know away for a while we haven't seen him he's coming back this week at seattle uh you know he's he's a long time pro and good to see him back he had a pretty significant injury last year 
And then we're going to touch base with Ryder Francesco, who is at Freestone at the moment. He he raced at the Daytona. Uh, I don't know if it's the Ricky Carmichael's or Future Supercross Futures. I don't remember what they call that particular event, but he was there. He, he went to the Spring of Ding Ding uh, race recently. Won a bunch of titles and pretty cool. You know the kid's fast. He's coming up. He's going to be a big name in the sport. So we're going to have him on. Going to try to get a hold of TJ here in a few minutes, talk a little bit about, you know, he's been traveling with his son, Doc, doing the amateur thing for the last weekend, or a couple weeks now, I guess, week and a half. So we'll get him on if he if he answers, if he's got a signal out there at Freestone. Talk to him. Coming off a, uh, yeah, I don't know, not the most exciting race ever, but, you know, you guys have all heard what, you know, this, with listen to the other shows. Eli, you know, dropped back 15, 20 seconds back. Uh, three KTMs on the podium, battling out. Marvin finally gets a win. You guys know all those stories, man. We don't need to rehash that too much tonight. Um, we're just going another quick kind of quick show, gearing up for some stuff that you're going to hear coming from me personally here pretty soon. We're going to do uh, – there's going to be some more content, some big news, I think, coming. Hopefully you guys will support it. Um, Definitely nothing changing with this show, the Moto X Pod show. Just going to be doing a little something else extra. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that as soon as we can. But anyway, um, yeah, so take a quick break here while I try to get TJ on the phone, and we'll get rolling with the show. All right, we're back. Uh, tried to get a hold of TJ earlier. He did not answer, but I did reach out to our favorite fly rep, Mr. Craig Martin. What's up, Craig? Not too much. Second, second uh, fiddle here, huh? Yeah. Well, I tried to get the producer on, and he didn't answer. So, so yeah, I, yeah. I guess honestly, yes, you were the second choice. Uh, I see how it is. <laughs> well, man, how's your day been going? What, what do you, what have you been selling today? Man, it's been awesome. Selling a lot of fly gear, a lot of fly formula helmets, and everything else. It's all two hundred and thirty thousand different SKUs that we sell from Western Power Sports. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hearing that the formula will be available to me April 15th, so. I didn't even get one. Well, I mean. The entire first inventory came in and went, and yeah. I didn't even get one, so. Well, that sucks. Don't feel bad. No, I don't. I, I'm, I'm ready yeah. to get it, though. I'm, I'm excited. I do have, I, I did get the new F2 in, because I ordered one of those also, and I'm about to send that off to paint, but uh, I'm, I'm excited about getting the formula. That F2 at 299 being a MIPS helmet, full carbon, that is an extremely good helmet, and it's all redesigned for 2019. Yeah. So that, there is a lot of value in that helmet. I agree. I mean, I have the, I guess I got mine in 17, but so the last version of it, and I love it, um, other than the common complaint of the chin guard being, the mouth guard, whatever, being a little too close to the mouth which I know has been redesigned, so I, I really like the new one. I mean, it's it's a fantastic helmet at a great price point. Yeah, it is. A lot of features. Yeah, definitely. I'm, like I said, I'm going to send that off to Extreme Colors, let Kirk paint it up and look rad. And, but uh, then I'm going to get my formula in April and have it painted also. So, you know. Yeah, the rest of us just run a stock helmet. We don't have, <laughs> you know, our special painted, you know, perfect hey. helmets. Got it. You got it. You got to be custom, man. You got to have those Star Wars. Uh, all all of them are Star Wars themed because I'm a nerd. I see a lot of guys at the Supercross races this over the weekends wearing a stock Formula helmet without them being custom painted. <laughs> I guess they're not up to your level or something. I, don't know. I, I guess not. Why are you trying to Why are you trying to make me feel bad? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
as, you know, as a youth and a teenager, man, I, you know, with McGrath and that era of all the custom painted helmets, I always wanted one. Parents could never afford to really do one. And now, you know, that hell, we've got a, a, a helmet painter as a sponsor of the show. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get my helmets painted. Got to take advantage of that. Huh? Yeah, definitely. But, uh, Hey man, I want to get you on. Uh, we just came off of Indy. Um, you know, not the most exciting track, but it was pretty, I thought it was, there's, you know, some cool stuff. You got Eli not really living up to expectations again. Uh, Marvin getting his first win. What did you think about Indianapolis? Well, like you said, the track really wasn't anything that was extremely, um, challenging. I don't think for those guys, but man, I tell you what, you sure came away with a lot of things to talk about with, uh, Marvin getting his first win with Eli being Eli after a win at Daytona. Um, you know, Webb's trying to come from a little bit behind and the, his challenges with jumping on the tough blocks. Yeah. And Baggett being strong, kind of bungee and back and forth between uh, Marvin and Webb. He kind of, you know, he'd gain and he'd lose, he'd gain and we'd lose. And, um, but he kept them, he kept it interesting the whole time. So, uh, you know, it's another, it's what, the third race this year of KTM going one, two, three, and um, and another race of us all walking away, scratching our heads about Eli Tomac and what's going on with him. And, and to be honest with you, uh, I think there's a lot of people scratching their head about uh, Kenny right now and what's going on with him. And he rode eighth place in Paramoto. Yeah, I know. I, I He was one of my picks in fantasy. Of course, he was my all-star, so... I was paying real close attention to him, and I was man. He's just he's not gaining. Like you could watch the lap times every every lap, and not making up any time. And man, that was very you know frustrating for him. I'm sure, and as as a fantasy player, it was frustrating for me. Yeah, let's not talk about fantasy, dude. Next what a topic. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough week. For, I, you know, you you haven't really been in the group text as much lately, but I uh, I, I had two guys. I was short two guys, and. I think my whole score for the night was less than the average score during the 250s. Pretty yeah. bad. That's about where I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, Dane and JT Cooley are kicking our butts. But, uh, all right, so what do you think, man? What do you think about Eli? What's, you know, you, you're a longtime Team Green guy. Not that that really has any connection with Eli now necessarily. But, you know, what, what are your thoughts on what's going on with him? Like everyone, think that he is the strongest mental guy on the days that he does well, and probably one of the weakest mental guys on the days he doesn't do well. Mm-hmm. And why he can't be self-confident every weekend, or at least 90% of them, I have no idea. But it really looks like as soon as somebody jacks with him a little bit, as soon as somebody puts a wheel on him, or something like that, he just loses all of his ability to go forward. And, you know, everyone thinks it's just a, a shoe-in that he's going to be re-signed at Kawasaki. And right. I tell you, I've seen Carmichael not get re-signed after all his success. With Bubba coming up right after that, I've seen Bubba not get signed with all his success, with Bill Poto coming up right after him. And Eli's in my opinion, he's flirting on disaster right here with the fact that the contracts are all done at this time of the year, right. or at least most of the negotiation is. And with uh, with both 
uh, AC, obviously Savachi doing so well right now, even though he probably isn't a guy that Kawasaki looks at as a Kawasaki guy, you know, mm-hmm. but with, with air quotes around that. Right. Um, but also with Fortner coming strong somewhat in the next couple of years too, that I, you know, I, I gotta tell you, I think that his, his ride isn't so, uh, permanently etched in stone that he's going to be a Kawasaki rider. I don't know. I have no idea. I know there was some staff that changed around recently there to kind of whatever. Mike Williamson. And, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And, um, but I, I still, when I, when I, when I was at Cali and RC basically walked away, I was blown away. When Bubba walked away, I was blown away. Yeah. And, those were choices that may not have all been theirs. And when, you know, when we talk about Tomac, who wasn't a Kawasaki guy his whole life, um, I don't, I don't know that it's just etched in stone that that guy is going to be there. So, um, I think he needs to really, (laughs) really get his act together and make sure that he, if he wants to stay there. Right. You know, but, but where, where else is he going to go? You know, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. I, I, I am like everyone else. I am a little bit uh, dumbfounded as to how and why this is going the way it is. Yeah, me too. And I, I found myself in the last couple of weeks almost just like giving up on him to a degree. You know, I was like, I'm not even really going to pay. You know, just I'm not worried about him. You know, it's, I'm not paying attention anymore, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can't say he's not a great rider because no. he does have two back to back outdoor championships mm-hmm. and you know what i still think that he's the guy to beat in the outdoors um but i think that these guys are getting in his head and i think that uh they're they're building some massive uh head game stuff you know this late in the supercross season which is, which will in my opinion go right into the outdoors if you remember last year at this time of the year last year he was winning every single race you know, yeah, and he took that momentum right into the outdoors and and just instantly started winning there too, pretty much. And I think these guys have got him. If if it if we end in May in Las Vegas with the same Eli that we have today that can win but can also get eighth or tenth or whatever um, the next weekend, sixth, whatever it is. If we end up the, at the end of the Supercross season, I think his outdoor season is going to be a different season than it was the last couple of years. Oh, I agree. So, I agree. Um, and it's a new bike. I mean, he's still got a he's still got a lot of outdoor testing he has to do. So at some point, he's they're going to have to just say, you know, screw the Supercross. Let's start working on outdoors, and then he's really going to start, you know, not really having any of those great rides like he always has. Well, yeah, and 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 with what seemingly is a mental issue when he has adversity, not winning the championship, you know, and if they did change gears and start focusing on outdoors, that could mess with his head, you know? So I, I definitely, man, I, I, I see it just kind of slowly going downhill for some reason. I don't, I don't know that I see him winning the outdoors, you know, I, maybe he is the favorite now, but I think Cooper's going to be really strong and I expect Marvin to be strong. And then if all the the hype or rumors, rumor mill, if Hurlings decides to come, geez, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I think if Cooper and Marvin can get to him, mm-hmm. then Hurlings certainly can. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, Hurlings is going to be coming off of a long off 
you know, off the bike injury and everything else. So even if he does show up, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be on his A game either. No, know? no, but so. he's that guy's full of confidence, though. So And he knows how to play the mental yeah. game, so he could at least mess with Eli. Um, yeah, it would be interesting. It definitely would be fun. But uh, how about an old Coop, man? I uh, I am so pumped for him to yeah. turn his his season around like this. And I got to tell you, I think that uh, I think Baggett, you know, the last couple pods that I've listened to, uh, there's there's been a lot of honesty about Baggett basically finally coming off of an injury that none of us really knew about that was there with his back. Right. And um, you know, the bottom line is is that all three of those KTM riders with Wet, Ruskin, and, and Baggett, all three of them are kind of hitting their strides all at the same time. And I I am uh, I'm excited for the next whatever there is, six races or so. Um, I'm excited to to, uh, to see them. And, and there's going to be some, some weather for sure. Yeah, so especially this weekend. It's going to definitely shake things up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you going to make Houston? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yep. sweet, sweet. Well, that's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward so to it. So we have our dealer activation area with fly racing and, and customer activation area. And, you know, so there's – it's um, it's not mandatory for me to be there since right. it is Houston, but I wouldn't miss it. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Definitely good, good. Sure. That would be awesome, man. Um, well, let's shift gears real quick to the 250s. Um, you know, we got Pro Circuit. There's pretty nothing well. to talk about. <laughs> nothing? It's over with. Yeah, you, you think Fortner wins out? If I I am uh, a little dismayed with the amount of competition on the East Coast right now. To be honest with you, um, you know, Cooper and uh, Sexton are both great riders, mm-hmm. but once you get past them, and it thins out pretty quick. And if you look at how many you know just full-on privateer guys are making it into the main events, it's it's pretty thin. And uh, man, Forkner is just on it. He is unbelievably good. And I, I almost thought that he was going to make it through practice without crashing. <laughs> and um, and then Sexton just lands on him and takes him out. Yeah. You know, so he couldn't make it. So he's another week without making it through practice without crashing right. or qualifying or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. So that, was, uh, that was an awesome event. It, it's really cool to me to see how his mentality and personality has changed since last year. He's a different. He seems to be a different guy. Yeah, I like Some it. Life, man. Some life. It's all good. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's let's jump forward to the let's jump forward to the Vegas showdown. Does uh, AC win it again, or can Fortner throw it down? And uh, you know, let's. I'm sure he's going to wrap up the championship early. So does Fortner lay it all on the line yeah. to win that showdown? I think so. I don't know that he wins it, but I definitely think he's going to put a whole lot more effort into it. Um, I hope. I hope that uh, that there's some other riders that get in there. Yeah. You know, like, so my hope would be to see Forkner and, and AC, you know, bad starts. They go down on the start, fall over, and have to get up and charge through the pack and <laughs> pass each other. That would make a great, great race. Yeah. But uh, the bottom line is, is it, uh, it doesn't matter either one of them. They're both doing awesome. They're both great riders. And have a great future, and, and uh, you know, I honestly can't wait to see those two side by side on 450s. To be honest with you. Oh, I agree. I agree. 
All right, Craig. Well, man, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, we've got Ryan Brees on tonight, Nick Schmidt, and Ryder DeFrancesco coming up here shortly. So we're going to get into that and get this show going. Cool beans, man. Hey, I appreciate Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on last minute like that and uh, helping me out. Thank you very much. Hey, yeah, anytime I can be second fiddle, um, <laughs> way better than being third fiddle. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, um, how is going to be third fiddle? <laughs> okay. Don't tell him that. Oh no, I'm, I'm I'm calling him out right now. How 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 is third fiddle? <laughs> All right, Craig. Thanks, buddy. All right. All right. All right. Talk, we'll to talk to you soon. later. All right. If you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, man, and you need anything from fly racing, hit up Craig Martin. You can you can get a hold of him on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, he he's uh, he'll help you out. He's great. Um, so yeah. Um, before we take this break, I want to mention that uh. Our Patreon account, you guys know what Patreon is, right? It's a website you can go and support shows or artists that you're into. So if you want to go to the Patreon and search out the Moto X-Pod show, you can contribute small amounts, dollar a month, $5 a month, up, you know, whatever. Um, we have people doing $20 a month. All that money, as you guys have heard before, goes back into the show. Um, just the different things we're trying to do, trying to get to some different events. You know, like originally I was not going to be going to the Nashville race, but it's worked out where I can uh, to get content. We're trying to upgrade some things. We want to do more of the live YouTube stuff, uh, equipment, you know, just travel costs, et cetera, et cetera. That money all goes right back into the show and it means a, a, the world to us. So go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and uh, help us out. And again, I want to congratulate Dex Lester on winning the Amsoil contest. Um, I will announce the fly winner once I, I tried contacting the person, haven't got a response, so I'm not going to announce it just yet, but we do have a winner on the fly 2019.5 kinetic, uh, mesh gear that we're giving away. Uh, and like I said, Kyle Tucker with, um, Kyle Tucker Realty with, uh, he's with, um, Keith Keller Williams, key partners. You know, it, buying and selling a home is not an easy pr thing to do. It's full of headaches, and Kyle Tucker wants to help you out. doesn't matter where you live. He can help you. He's a moto guy, so, he's you know, we want to support him. Uh, he's got an app that he will help you out with if you want, where it, it does all kinds of things with, with Realty, where you can check out listings and whatnot. Um, but he's a, he is a supporter of the Moto X-Pod show, so if you are interested in buying and selling a home, Anywhere in the country, call Kyle at 913-744-4790 or email him at kyletucker at kw.com. And he texted me a little while ago, and he wants to do a giveaway. So um, he's gonna if you email him at, like I said, kyletucker at kw.com in the, um, in the uh, header, the email header, the uh, subject line, type in FMF. He's going to pick two winners to get a free FMF t-shirt. So, yeah, to do that. Thank you, Kyle. Man, he's really he's been on board for a couple weeks now, and he is trying to do contests and cool things each week. Uh, man, he's, like I said, he's a moto guy, so we want to support that. Okay, taking a break. We will be back with Ryan Brees.
next guest of the night is brought to you by All Sport Dynamics. When riding and racing dirt bikes, protection is key. All Sport Dynamics are hands down the best wrist braces available. Trusted by many top pro athletes, pro racers such as Weston Pike, Joey Savacci, and Adam Cianciarillo, as well as NFL and Major League Baseball players. So contact me at darksidemx3 at aol.com or follow them at wristbraceguy on Instagram. So on the phone with me is uh, Cycle Trader Rock Rivers number 86, Ryan Brees. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How you been? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, it's the first time I've actually talked to you, um, so I'm, I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I'm stoked to be on the, on the uh, podcast. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I appreciate it, man. So... You know, after uh, San Diego, you you debuted at San Diego, right, with the Cycle Trader team? Yep, debuted in that uh, Lime Fest mutter. No good, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, yeah we, we tried to make the best of it. How how was uh, getting? I guess you probably got a call from Christina or Chris. I would assume. Um, how how was that? It was pretty good, actually. I'd say like um, everything got brought up pretty quick. Like probably a week before. San Diego, I think it was maybe a Sunday or Monday in Oakland after I was trucking on home solo, I had received a call from Christina and pretty much trying to make arrangements so we can like set up me doing the rest of the 450 uh, Supercross season with them. So it turned out pretty nice, man. Yeah, well, and and um, so you started out as a privateer. Tell me what's the biggest difference from, you know, doing it yourself basically and then having the, the team help you out. What I'm sure logistics are like having people book flights, all that stuff. I would assume that's a big part of it, but uh, just kind of give us a rundown of the difference in programs. I, I would say the biggest difference for me is just so much, such a heavy workload on myself. You know, you're just bouncing back and forth and getting your bike ready by yourself, making sure it's like not going to break on you because you can't afford a mechanic. Right. To hopping on the road and making sure you're going to get there in time to check your bike in and take your tires to Dunlop so they can get all seated and ready and um, pretty much pass sound sound as well. So there, there's so many things that, that add on top of it, which I'm super thankful that I was able to hop on this Rock River Cycle Trader bike and uh, try to put on some good results for them. And, and when they came to you, did they put any kind of expectations on you or is it, you know, Christina and Chris are such great people and they're very supportive of the privateers and giving guys a hand. I, you know, I, I how do they approach you? You know, what do they, what do they kind of give you? I'm sure there's no demands, but like, what do they say to you? Yeah, no demands. I mean, the first and foremost, like you just make sure that you're listening and, and you're taking all their information that's provided and putting it into your own type of writing and stuff like that. Like I was not really, I wasn't mandatory to go out there and like, Oh, you need to perform top 15 or anything like that. It was just whatever suits my style. They know I wasn't even prepped and ready for the season. I just winged it three days before Anaheim won anyway. So they knew <laughs> I was like out of condition. Yeah. But I was making main events and going to Germany and Denmark for my, my usual routes that way. But it was more like, you know, just ride the bike. Let's just get a feel for it. So you can like mid season, we can really put in some really good results that we both know that you're capable of. So, um, no demands, no, uh, no expectations really just go hop, hop on, have some fun and see what we can make out of this, this whole team deal. That's awesome, man. And this is your first year on a 450. Um, 
you you won a arena cross lights championship in 17 and 18 um tell us what the biggest difference in training first of all for you know it's a lot more rounds a lot longer a lot longer tracks than arena cross so what's the training difference from what you you've been doing the last couple of years to this year that you pretty much when you're racing arena cross you don't need to train that's what the whole deal <laughs> is you can hop on the bike and you can keep going but um i don't know man just making sure i'm really getting my laps in and, and doing a full day out of this supercross thing and uh during arena cross you just kind of like you know do some sprints and you're good call yeah. it a day make sure you're make sure you're healthy and ready to go friday night you know so i think that's what the biggest thing is and um like supercross, making sure you're healthy each weekend. I, I've like tried to recoup my body throughout the week, so I'm ready to go on the weekends. And arena cross, I feel like it's just so quick pace, and and the time goes by so quick. You're just you're on the next one, and yeah, uh, there's really no room for air. But at the same time, you're you're not really getting hurt. Right, you know, and we got as J- often. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, Jacob Hayes made the move over, obviously, this year, Supercross, with uh, Arena Cross going away. Uh, one of the things he's talked about is just, you know, there, it seems like there's so much more room on a Supercross track. Uh, you know, width of the track, probably more time to take a breath. Um, is that something that you've noticed is a big difference? Yeah, for sure. Um, at the same time, it's like more, maybe it's a little easier on our bodies. Okay. Because it's so because arena cross is so quick pace and your heart rate just shooting sky high. Sure. And uh, you do yeah like like Jacob was saying I guess in your past podcast it is just you have more more room to breathe and you can like um, catch up on some breathing and um, get get your body ready for the main events or whatever you know. Right. Uh, and now you've been on a Kawi for the last few years. Um, how was the transition over to a Yamaha? Uh, it was actually pretty pretty well like i i moved over pretty easily um i was on yamaha in 2015 when i did uh just super golf on my own and then 16 as well uh riding for a, a little team there um and then i had a local dealer that was helping me out in the end of 2018 to hop on those bikes and uh just kind of a smooth transition man the, the bike's turning really well and um the power is good too with, yeah. without doing anything you know and so smooth nice and easy i'm getting comfortable <laughs> as i go nice it's, uh it's been a struggle yeah it's been a struggle i mean we've been bouncing back and forth on on what we do with the gearing because the the motor is so strong we it did a little bit of some motor work from uh yoshimura and uh, i'm used to a stock bike <laughs> prior right. to your life we don't sure. we don't have the funding to really get that bike going and, and the horsepower so um, I was so comfortable on a stock smooth engine, and now you know we're running into like we need to detune the bike, and um, that's what I've been hearing about that thing. Is a lot of guys are detuning the Yamahas. Yeah, man. I mean, I saw, I heard on TV that Dean, I heard on TV Dean Wilson was um, detuning his machine yeah. too last weekend because it was way too gnarly. So I heard that too. Um, we're pretty much yeah, we're pretty much in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, honestly, these bikes, look, I'm just a, a vet amateur rider. I couldn't ever ride one of those bikes to its full potential. But just straight out of the box stock, there's so much power. I mean, it's unbelievable that you guys ride 450s in Supercross to me. Right. Um, yeah, I, they have a lot of power, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, they'll definitely get me in trouble for sure. Um, so, hey, we talked about training a little bit. What is your training program like? Uh, where do you train? 
what do you like to do uh, as far as on the bike and off the bike? I, I actually moved over after San Diego um, to Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. One of my buddies. Yeah, my buddy's house. And, uh, seeing how the how the weather and, and stuff goes on over there, see if we can get some riding in and, and all that. But I was doing a lot of mountain biking, which was cool. Um, but based pretty much in the gym, mainly, we do a lot of circuit training, which is super helpful to get that heart rate up, I think. And um, with my past trainers as well, that's pretty much how they suit their style. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, doing that. And uh, just a couple of days ago, I moved over to GPF, Georgia Practice Facility, and going to spend some laps and work with the trainer, Dustin Jensen, here. And hopefully everything goes well. And what are your thoughts on uh, the mud? Because it's more than likely we're going to have a mudder at Seattle. It's typical. They're calling for rain. Um, you pretty comfortable with that? It's coming. It's yeah. coming, boy. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I, I'm from the Northwest. Right. I to go over there. Yeah, I go over there to Seattle and tell my hometown people. That's nice. pretty cool. It's about five hours away from my uh, from my hometown, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And, okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we are getting, we are used to that much, you know, no doubt about it, but it's always a catch 22. You know how that is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you never know. Like last year they, they didn't really tame the track down any, even though they knew rain was coming and some of the things were hard. The obstacles were hard to get over. I'm curious if they'll learn from that a little bit since we almost are sure rain's coming, if they'll kind of mellow the track out a little bit. Right. I'd actually seen on uh, a couple Instagram stories of, uh, of the building and stuff. It, it looks like they're, kind of setting it up like it's a dry track i mean yeah, I that doesn't heavy, surprise me right i see some heavy whoops that are kind of going into a dragon's back <laughs> i don't know it's a little bizarre but yeah yeah um you know you know the, the tracker does a good job covering that stuff so hopefully right. i i do see rain is only expected on uh friday night to saturday okay Maybe that'll help out a little bit years prior i know it's just tr- it's rained tremendously all week long yeah so you know so um i'm planning for a mutter for sure but hoping I for dry crew yes yes <laughs> hell yeah track crew they're, they're setting up for you know let's just make it rain sure i uh i won't be making this one so i'll be watching from the house so i'll be i'll be dry hey that's the probably the best one to miss to be honest with you yeah unfortunately with us being we're a relatively small show so i think i've made about total this year i'll make about six of them i'll be at uh, Houston, Nashville, Denver, and Vegas to kind of wrap up, but yeah, I'm missing, missing a couple here and there, but, um, yeah, like you said, this would be a good one to miss, you know, <laughs> I don't really enjoy the mud. Right, right. Yeah, no, for, for sure. I mean, the rest seem like they're going to be pretty warm or if not humid other than what we have Denver, Denver coming yeah. up. So, yeah, that's going to be a little, little nipply. Yeah, right. But, yeah, we can uh, keep warm, keep healthy. I think everything just cruise along to Vegas there. Absolutely, man. Um, so let's let's get a bit a little bit of your background. I probably should have done that to begin with. Um, how'd you get into moto to begin with? Was it uh something your dad was into, or how'd you discover dirt bikes? You know, no, that's what's a little bit wild, a little different about myself and, and my family. No one was interested in racing dirt bikes. No one, they never owned a motorcycle. My hmm. grandpa nor my my father. Um, but I had a, I had a buddy, he was my next door neighbor. Uh, he was, he hopped on a motorcycle and we went over to his, um, to this local indoor arena cross race and kind of checked it out and like, you know what, dad, I want one of them. <laughs> he, surprised, he surprised me. Yeah. He surprised me one day after school 
didn't tell my mom about it, but go, went and got the bike, took me at the backside of Walmart. I don't even know if Walmart was even built by then yet, but just no trespassing. We still ripped it around. Right. And what age was yeah, this? Yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, uh, that was five. five oh, years. nice. Yep. So, I mean, I hear kids are riding up three, so it wasn't, it wasn't too young. Man, right? you know. I got my first one at five years old and, and I like, I can't imagine putting a three-year-old on it, but you're right. There are kids out there doing it at three and I don't even, yeah, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Youngins. That's <laughs> the finest, I think. I think man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, pretty. I was such a sports guy, you know, my, my dad and my, my mom, they had me at uh, playing basketball, football cool. and yeah, just, just being a grass fairy pretty much. And did you, uh, did you go to regular school or were you homeschooled? Yep, regular school all throughout my throughout my high school years. Nice. Played football and yeah, uh, I actually thought I was gonna I was gonna head to college for football. Really? But I had a yeah, I had a slight knee tear and ACL meniscus and stuff. So I opted out on that. Did a surgery real quick. Like the prognosis was gonna be a little longer. So mm-hmm. I was like my recovery and everything. It just took a little bit too wild. But I recovered at North Idaho Physical Therapy there in Hayden, Idaho. My local state and um shoot i think we were like you know what we just want to hit loretta's and kind of see how we do in this motocross thing my dad had built his business pretty good his he's uh, working he owns his own business at custom plumbing he's a he's a plumber so okay um yeah plumbing contractor and did very well and he said you know i want to support you as long as i could and sent me off for about four or five years went to california trained for a little bit and here I am, man, sticking it out. Well, it's awesome. You know, we we love the the privateers, and, and you know, you're. I don't know. It's hard to define a privateer at this point. Uh, I would say you're not a privateer now with Cycle Trader, but I love seeing the guys get a chance. Um, you know, Matty B is a friend of ours, and I hated that things didn't work out for him. But um, happy for you to get the opportunity and. Uh, are you setting goals for yourself for the the rest of the season? You know, like is it, hey, I want to make the night the the main every time, or is there progressive goals, or are you just week week to week? You know, I'm pretty much week to week right now. I had cool. a pretty good fall. I had a pretty good fall in Detroit, and I'm still trying to heal up. I mean, um, nothing was broken on the X-rays or anything. I had like a bruised liver that really caught me, and still feeling it to this day, but. Um, slowly recovering. Um, things are like looking pretty well. And, and the, the hard thing was I'm not riding during the week. And I think this is the first week I'm actually going to be able to ride. I'll ride Wednesday, Thursday before I head out to Seattle. But okay. shoot, I've just been hopping on the bike Saturdays. And sometimes if we get press day, then I'll ride two five minute sessions, you know, so that's been, been the hardest struggle. But, I bet. um, yeah, yeah. We all set goals though. I mean, my goal is to keep inching forward to that a 15, 17th place bubble. I think that's where I belong. I need to, I need to get there by the end of the season for sure. Yeah. So, and, and moving over, I mean, look, you've been a professional for a long time. You've done this for a while, but you're in the, you're in the big boy class now in the four fifties. When you line up and you look to one side and you see, you know, a Chad Reed or a, an Eli Tomac or anything, is there any intimidation at all or any awe or is it, Hey, I'm, you know, is it business as usual because this, you're a professional racer. You're just like those guys. I feel like it's more of a drive, you know, like a motivation nice. or, like it, or not killer, but more of an inspiration type of thing because, uh, you know, we see those guys, they, you know, where they belong and, and how, how far they've went in their career and just tied along with them. Yeah. Going, 
you know? Well, you know, and you could look at a guy like, you know, unfortunately Weston's out hurt right now, but not that many years ago, he was a privateer barely making night shows. And now he's a, you know, a factory rider. You look at a guy like Alex Ray, who was a privateer. He rode for Cycle Trader, the team you're on now. And last year he got a chance to ride for factory Yamaha, man. You put your, you put your time in, you put your work in. And, um, if you have that right mindset, like you said, you, you, you're motivated. Who knows where, where that can take you. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I awesome. think I still have a few, I still have a few years left in this racing thing. And, uh, I'm just trying to grind it out and see where it can get me. Awesome, man. Well, Hey, it, it was really great talking to you. Um, I'm definitely going to come by at, uh, Houston and say hi and introduce myself and we'll, we'll do a little interview day of man. Yeah, great talking to you. I'm glad I was on the show, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from you, man, for sure. Awesome. Ryan, man, thank you so much. Good luck this weekend. Um, hopefully, they will get lucky and there won't be any mud. Right. I appreciate <laughs> it, dude. Thank you. All right, Ryan. Take, take care, care bud, and uh, we'll we'll see you soon. All right, you bet. All right, thanks. See you. All right, that's Ryan Brees with Cycle Trader Rock River, the number 86. Keep an eye out for him, man. He uh, – he seems like he's he knows where he's headed. He's he's working. He's got some uh, you know, he he hasn't been on that bike very long, but uh he's doing doing better each week it seems like. He got 19th at Detroit. Well, he got 22nd at Indy. Um but yeah, let's let's see where it goes, man. Maybe he'll be one of the the future superstars, you know, you just never know. These guys are all so freaking talented and it just takes the the one opportunity, man, to to make that next step. Okay, taking a commercial break, and we will be back with uh, Ryder D. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven dudes, Trey. I wear Fly you wear Fly too. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks. The original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. Dark side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Madjack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. 
Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application-specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Anzoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles for your business? Would you like to become an Anzoil dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Anzoil to your friends and fellow racers? With Amsoil, you get free shipping on orders over $100, even when you are a wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works. We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. Amsoil Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series, Snowcross, ATV MX, Daytona Bike Week, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Nights Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using AMSOIL. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551 or toll free at 855-623-5225 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Like us and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy. On Twitter at Dane underscore Evans 393 and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Dark Side, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. What's up, you guys? Jeremy McGrath here. You are listening to Moto X Pod Show. Right. On the line with me, brought to you by Kyle Tucker Real Estate. Kyle Tucker is a real estate realtor with Keller Williams Key Partners, and whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, Kyle and his team will guide you through the process from start to finish. Give him a call at 913-744-4790 or email him at kyletucker at kw.com. On the line with me is Team Green's number 199, Ryder D. Francesco. What's up, dude? What's up? Not much, man. So uh, we are right in the middle of some of your busiest, uh, probably your busiest schedule of the year almost, huh? Yeah, Spring Nationals is one of the busiest. Uh, there's Daytona, Spring Ding and then Freestone, and then Cal Classic. So uh, four big ones, right back to back to back. Yeah, you're you're at Freestone as we speak, but uh, let's let's back up from to the week uh, last weekend at Daytona. 
Um, I just want to get a rundown of how your weekend went, what classes you rode, where you finished, how many championships did you bring home? Yeah, starting off the, the week rough. I uh, couldn't really figure out. Just just riding uh, at Daytona. So uh, pumped to get out of that place uh, healthy and with two titles. That was pretty good. I won, I think it was Mini Senior 1 and 2. And then didn't do so great in uh, Super Mini 1. But, yeah, it's been going good. Yeah, so what do you think the issue was? Was it just the track and, and just, I mean, was, or was, there, was there something just, you know, mentally going on? What do you think the issue was? Uh, I think it was, it was a lot of stuff. I think it was just not racing through. I mean, I've raced the Supercross features, but uh, just not racing what seems like Loretta's. Yeah. So, uh, I think just mentally, just getting back into, like, the big major nationals and getting that mindset. I got you. So, um, how about, did you, I mean, did you have any get-offs, any crashes that to speak of? No. Had good. no crashes. So, well, good, man. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, that's something definitely key to take away. I mean, you're building up, um, where do you rank these as you may not want to rank them, but as far as importance throughout the year, like I would assume Loretta's is number one. Where do you rank? Go ahead. I would say probably Loretta's, uh, Daytona and then Freestone and then probably Mammoth. Okay. But uh, Daytona, I think, I think it's just so important because, I mean, it's just at Daytona. Like, right. if you went there, like, you're one of the big deals. Yeah, right. All right. So, and then you, you moved on to the uh, the Spring of Ding Ding, I think it's called. I don't know. I always, I can, I always forget what the heck it's called and just say the Ring of Ding Ding. But it's another yeah. one. You went up there and uh looked like you did pretty well from your Instagram posts. Yeah, I got three titles. Um Everything started going smoothly by then. Nice. Uh, so, just figured there, everything out there, and free stuff should be good. I felt good today in practice. So, who is your biggest competition? And I know you ride a couple different classes, some different age groups. I, I believe you've been battling a little bit with Hayden Deegan in the Supercross Futures. But then, you you know, last year I know you were racing against Jet Reynolds. Is that still the same this year, or, or has has the classes changed a little bit? Yeah, still all the same. Okay. Uh, Super Mini 1 is pretty gnarly. There's, there's a lot of guys in that class that are, that are uh, tough tough to hang with, but uh, I think I think we can hang with those guys. And is that the class where you're you're a little bit young? You're one of the younger kids in that class? Yeah, one of the younger people, and uh, still short on that bike. So just figure things out for this year and, yeah. and get the hang of it, and then go for it next year that's awesome man well i mean i expect i'm sure you're gonna do just fine uh, i mean we've talked about this before but there's a lot of hype around you i mean you know most anybody in the industry pretty much knows your name um you know there there's autographs there's you know interviews does any of that um not, not necessarily stress you out but does it kind of does it affect you any way negatively or is it part of the fun i think it's all part of 100 fun like crazy like just to think like not not every other kid like gets to take a picture with this random guy and, yeah like, people come up to you and hey you can't take a picture so i think it like it's just all the fun and like it gives me confidence for sure but i just like to keep it fun awesome yeah when i when i saw you at a1 you know you i think at the time i saw you, you were over there 
talking to Mitch Payton. I'm like the legend Mitch Payton, you know, and I mean, that's gotta be a little bit intimidating to a degree. Like, like, you know, you're, you're going to ride for that guy one day. Yeah. I don't seem real sometimes. Like <laughs> just like talk. It's like, it's, I mean, it's a human being, but like that guy's been through a lot. So yeah. Talk, talking to him is pretty cool. And, uh, going under the tent and seeing myself in there three years or so. I mean, it's crazy. Dude, and time goes so quick. I mean, you know, as an adult, we always say that to our kids, like, oh, time flies. And as a kid, it seems like it takes forever. But I'm sure when you're racing, time is flying by. And it's going to happen in the blink of an eye. You're going to be under that tent. You're going to be in the position like Austin Forkner is now and Adam C. and Cirillo. And, you know, and, dude, you're going to be lining up, man, at A1. Yeah, I, I definitely hope so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so all right, so we're at Freestone. Uh, I'll be out there Friday. Uh, is there any one class in particular that, like, this is the class that means the most to me? Uh, I'd like to go out and shoot many and uh, prove to the bigger boys that a young, a young guy can run with them. But, yeah, there's too many classes with the one I want to put myself in. And then yeah. I think that's one like everyone watches too. So now, is that didn't you beat Jet in that class last year in the second moto or one of the motos on Friday? Ah, uh, that was I, that was the eighty five class. Okay, and, okay, uh, that's right. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last one I had it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That, I think that might have been the first time that I saw you race in person, and that was yeah, that was pretty rad. Um, so how about your training? You know, um, I, again, we've talked about this a little bit before, but you're young. Um, and when you're traveling like this, do you get a chance to do you cycle any? Do you, do, what do you do during the day? Or you're riding so much, you probably don't really have to do a lot of training. Yeah. Uh, I like to ride like at least like two days, like the Daytona, like I rode two days before then. And I like to get back here a couple of days early so I can go out and ride and then just, uh, to Daytona or like the Reddish that I know I still had to still had to work everything so yeah um, I mean go for a little ride in the morning or whatever I need to do but not really enough cycling or nothing I mean just get on the bike and rip it yeah you're too you're you're so you're young enough that you don't have to really train like that yet man you got all that energy and it's I wish I could have a little bit of that um, yeah. <laughs> so, Hey, I noticed last year, like that the Freestone national last year was my first time to go to like a big amateur type national. Um, most of the factory teams like KTM has a truck. Kawasaki has a truck last year. Garrett Marchbanks was out of that truck, but you have like your own, um, uh, you know, don't your, your van that you come in. What, how does it work? At what point will you ride out of the, like the factory truck? Uh, Seth Haymaker and Styles Robertson. So uh, Seth uh, will go pro at Hangtown. So mm-hmm. I think you're, I think you're in your, I think the final year of your B year, you'll be under that truck. Okay. Um, and do you think is that easier? What I mean, I know you're not there yet, but your family, uh, you know, they travel with you. Your Iku is with you. Um, is that something that would take like a lot of pressure off at riding out of that truck or, or does it pretty, you guys have your program probably pretty together at this point. Yeah, I think it'd be easier just to fly in and fly out. But I think the whole fun part of it is driving and <laughs> getting to see the country for sure. But that's cool. It's something, it's going to be something different. And yeah, 
just enjoy it as it comes. And I, and again, there are you going to be able to keep Akua with you as, as probably through most of your hopefully into your pro career. I hope, right? Oh yeah, we're going to try to keep him as long as we can. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, so I know he rides some. He probably doesn't get the chance to ride a lot, but is he fast? Oh yeah, I mean he's he's a good but yeah, he's he's a good good mechanic to have it and uh at the track every day. Not every uh, rider has a mechanic like that. Right. And just to just to know like he's rode before, like he knows the bike, like I mean it helps a lot. Absolutely. That's rad, man. Um well dude, I didn't want to keep you too long. I just wanted to touch touch base with you, see how the, the last few events have gone. Um, definitely want to see you stay healthy this year and follow you through, uh, Mammoth and Loretta's and all that stuff. But I will see you Friday. We're going to come down and watch you smoke some people, man. Yeah, try to. All right. Well, Hey, good luck tomorrow. Be safe. And I'll see you in a few days. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. See all right you. Thanks. Rider D going to smoke some people on those, the mini bikes, man. I, I God, this kid's just so freaking fast when you go out there even you know at, at the local level you see some of these kids how fast they go and ripping corners it's really embarrassing when i get on a bike and uh can't go even close you know when you're on a 450 and a kid on like a 65 or 85 just blazes by you it's not cool dude it's not cool at all um all right so yeah i, I know this is a relatively short show again guys um just man when tj's not in studio and i don't have a co-host just kind of keep it tight, keep it quick. I hope you guys don't mind, um, but we definitely want to hear from you. So if you have uh, feedback, go to motoxpodshow.com, hit up the contact form, let us know. Check out the things on there. Uh, I always add the new shows up on there so you can listen through the, the website if you wanted to. Uh, we'll be adding some more pictures and all that here shortly. Uh, all right, going to a, another break. We'll be back shortly with Nick Schmidt. Up next is uh, a privateer that he's uh, he's been out for a little bit, but he's coming back at Seattle, and he is brought to you by Powerband Racing. Uh, Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing the best service and products. Based out of Minneapolis, they are a WP authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. From mini bikes to big bikes, Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Instagram. So on the line with me is the one and only Nick Schmidt. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How's it going? Going good, man. I'm uh I'm excited to have you coming back. Yeah, no, me too. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so uh give us a little bit of background on what's been going on with you, man. Um I know you had a little bit you had an injury last year with your back, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I broke my back uh, in Dortmund, Germany, last year. And uh, they kind of put me out for Supercross. Um, last year, I did a couple rounds here and there, but the, it was just too sore to come back. And uh, I tried my best, and uh, it just didn't work out. The back was still a little sore. I wanted to come back early to race, and it just wasn't for me. So I kind of took back, uh, took some time off field, and uh, did that. Then I did Monster Cup. Monster Cup went good. Um, I got 14th. And I think I went what three motor formats. So I went. I think I think I went twelve, fourteen, fourteen at Monster Cup. Then um, after Monster Cup, I uh, headed over to 
Europe and did a um, series over there with the Castro Warren Suzuki team. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a really good time over there. Did all the German series. I did uh, Zugberg. I was the king of Zugberg. Did nice. that. And um, getting ready for uh, Anaheim 1. And um, come back from all that. My bike actually locked up. The crank went through the bottom of the motor. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. So I had a little setback there. And uh, kind of messed up my back again, which was kind of a bummer. It was different. One was the L2 and 3 kind of cracked the wings off of my back so i was like kind of just bummed and gutted but it's yeah part of our sport and uh we're uh we're healing good everything's good i'm actually <clears throat> made a couple of changes so um i'm kind of looking forward to the rest of this uh half my super cost season it's going to be now so <laughs> i'm looking forward to it yeah you just mentioned some changes um are those changes you want to talk about i mean was there just training changes or lifestyle changes bike changes yeah, no, lifestyle change, too. I actually had a baby with uh, this Supercross season, so that was cool for me. It was kind of different look on a bunch of things in life, which kind of, I think it helped me, actually, in a better way. It got me kind of more, I don't know, it lit a different fire than I had before. So uh, Good for you. Cool yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. And I actually switched colors, which, uh, I don't know, I I can't really say yet, but I'll say uh probably see it on instagram we'll probably see it in a uh, supercross soon so i'll be on a different color for supercross and uh i'm just looking forward to it it's kind of like a new fresh start for me i've been on obviously the color i've been on for a while and kind of just to come back from the injuries and kind of all that stuff and kind of be on a different feels like to me it's a fresh start and uh yeah but i'm looking forward to it and uh i'm excited to go race again i keep watching on tv and it kind of bums me out <laughs> Dude, what a year, right? I mean, what do you think about this season so far? Dude, it's crazy. I wish I'd have been racing. But, um, yeah. Uh, but, no, it's definitely been cool. It's, uh, it's kind of tough to see the guys who've been uh, racing with overseas and stuff and eating and whatnot, and they're, uh, they're doing good. And it's just kind of like inspiring to me even more to kind of go back. And I know where I'm at, and uh, I know I'm not going to stop until uh get 100%. And uh, it's kind of getting time on the bike, really. I'm not going to rush anything i know kind of where i sit anyways and mm-hmm. i just kind of just kind of get comfortable on the bike i don't want to push right over my head that's when you get hurt and stuff so i'm just been uh plugging away doing my thing um california rain hasn't made it the best to ride in right. so uh but we've been making do so i'm just looking forward to getting racing and uh kind of putting my number and my name back out there because i've been not really not really there this Supercross season, so yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot about you know a lot of you see it on t- Twitter or people call into the Pulp Show and like where's Nick Schmidt at and I was talk- I was talking to Brian uh, Fullerton with the Churbies and he's like dude you got to get a hold of Nick get him on the show he's he's coming back so yeah yeah no Brian's my guy I've been with I've been with the Churbies actually for uh, shoot I want to say like eight years now so yeah yeah Brian and Tal, those are my guys over there at the Churbies so if you guys need plastics. Those are the guys to take care of you. But, yeah, no, yeah. Um, I mean, kind of my hey, everybody's been asking what I've been doing. And, yeah, just been, I don't want to always say, yeah, I've been the hurt card, but, yeah, I've been hurt. And uh, it's just a bummer because over the sea stuff went good. And uh freak accident literally five days before uh, Anaheim won. It just locked up. I got lucky enough. Like, it could have been way worse. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I lucked out. It was one of those things where I can still move around and walk and do this. And people are like, why are you not riding? But. Just one of those freak things, and like you don't want to mess with your back and no. mess up my future more. 
No, man. Yeah, you, yeah, definitely. That's a, a it's scary, man. When you hear somebody breaks their back, you know, because the first thing you think of is like serious back injuries, and yeah, when you have something like that, you definitely got to let it heal up. And it just wasn't meant to be at the beginning of the season, clearly. Yeah, no, it's tough too because it's the best I felt, honestly, on the bike, which I have been in a while. Like I came in, did all overseas stuff, just kind of been racing, want to get my feet wet, like already been doing the gate drops and all that stuff like that. So, like yeah. I'm in Anaheim, like I feel for me, it's better um, to come in already done all the gate drops. You race guys, you're pretty much gonna race with except some of the top guys. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's kind of just a bummer, but it's part of it. I'm I'm over it, looking looking past it, and uh, excited to go. Go racing, so right. You were talking about the German, uh, the overseas supercross and stuff. How, how does something like that come about? Do you get an invite? Um, and how much does a, a program like that help out a privateer? Because I mean, I'm sure you can go there and make some decent money. Yeah, no, it came about actually. Um, Mickey with uh, the Castro One Suzuki team, um, they kind of they hit me up. They were actually in America, um, for Monster Cup, and he was out at uh, Milestone, of course. Right. And um, he kind of came up to me and said, kind of, because I've done it in the past for the Stern team, and uh, I won the championship over there my first year. And um, I've kind of always liked the team and like kind of their setup and the way they do things. And uh, it kind of just came about. And Miles was like, hey, do you want to come over and ride for me? And it was kind of this warm up race. Um, and I did it. And uh, ever since then, I just been kind of going over there because it's nice, obviously, like for us, but it's just good to make money. Yep. And, um, because you make we race Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. So in each night, a different event, pretty much. You get paid each night separately, so which is cool. And um, it's our off season over here, anyways, in America. So there's no outdoors going on. People are just kind of cranking laps to the test track and kind of burn. I'm not burning themselves out in the sense, but I think it's cool to kind of go over, look at, um, kind of travel the world and uh, get to race dirt bikes and do you get to love and uh, get to race at the same time at a high intensity and kind of close racing track. So. I feel like when I come in Anaheim, it's a little more, I'm a little more relaxed. Like, dude, all right, I've already dropped you get 100 times, 30 seconds boys <laughs> on sideways. So let's just, I think it's just good for me. It kind of, it's my mindset. It kind of helps, um, not as nervous as, I yeah. mean, all the preparation three months before Anaheim, you're like, oh, oh man. Oh, but I mean, it's cool. Just kind of keep busy. And it's, it's, there's nothing like racing. You can't practice. It's hard to practice like you race. So, oh yeah, definitely. That's, that's something big that like Justin Brighton's been, uh, Talking about the last couple of years, going overseas and getting those, you know, getting those starts under your belt. Yeah, no, for sure, it's definitely cool. Like I, Brayton's an awesome guy. I know he, he told me that I raced in Australia, I raced with Justin, and uh, it's definitely ever since then I kind of been taking any opportunity I get to go to Europe or Netherlands or wherever wherever it is um, to go race. Yeah. So um, it's awesome. it's definitely cool. So. Well, um, so with the injury, when you start, you're coming back and you're getting back into a Supergrass program, how much does um, having a back injury um, change your training program? Do you totally change the way you work out? Yeah, at first, like, I'm at, like Steve and Borrell, I've been going in there, and at first, like, I didn't, I couldn't do anything just because mm. where it was and the nerves and stuff, and um, but then, like, it's just stationary bike most of the time, and, like, obviously, I could do a little bit of other stuff, but now it's um, it's full range, like nothing hurts, nothing good, nothing's going on. I had like a hematoma in my back from because I hit so hard on my butt when I crashed. It was like fluid flowing, so that was honestly like the back injury was no big deal. Like it was more of the fluid and stuff like that that yeah. kind of we had to flush it out and 
cycle and kind of get the blood flowing and figuring it all out. But, um, yeah, there's nothing nothing I can really do besides cycle, and that was about it, and just recovery and rest and, you know, have them rub all the tissue out and all the fluids out. But other than that, it was uh, just a lot of cycling, hanging out, being dead. So uh, it's, it's been cool. Right on, man. Yeah, that's, man, that's just, I sit here, I'm thinking about a back injury and how scary that can be. And Dude, yeah, I, I'm glad that you, uh, you you didn't have any worse than you did. Definitely something that you can look back on and be thankful in the end. Yeah, no, for sure, 100%. I could, it could have been way worse though, with yeah. uh, with what happened when it did, but uh, it's part of the sport, so yeah. I can't, uh, it is what it is now, so now we <laughs> move forward and uh get this supercross uh season going for me i know everybody's kind of already in the swing of things but um i might be a little rusty here and there but i think i think i've done it a couple times i know right exactly you know you know you may be able you may throw a wrench into some of the programs of some of the guys that are uh you know right there on the borderline of making it into the main the night show uh the main event you know out of the lcq or who knows you know hell you might surprise yourself and transfer right through a heat race but it's definitely gonna you're a guy that's capable um of making the the night the main event so it's gonna throw it's gonna make it interesting especially yeah no it's sure gonna be i'm gonna be the uh the wild card and everybody's fantasy is gonna kind of mess up the kink and things so i was just thinking that yeah i get dms once in a while people like hey are you gonna come back and i'm like i don't know yeah like i don't want to push you to be like hey can you let me know because like I want you. I want to pick you to my fantasy because you're gonna mess up my whole thing, and I'm gonna be like, I just laugh. But yeah. Still, let people still like I've been. I've been kind of not racing. People are still asking me, "Dude, what are you doing? Where's Snit at?" <laughs> I see you at the track. You can walk around, and you don't look hurt. But I'm like, one of those things where I was at Anaheim too, and all those races and stuff like that. But it, it was it was gut wrenching because like, dude, I could feel like I could ride, but right, it just wasn't. It wasn't in my cart, so. Well, man, it's you're coming back at a, a round that sounds like there's going to be mud, um, which is another you know monkey wrench being thrown into the whole program. So, uh, ought to be yeah. ought to be a pretty eventful Seattle. Yeah, no, and that, that's the hometown for me. And honestly, like, yeah, I love I love the mud. I grew up racing the mud. I'm from there. And honestly, the last race I did, I won the Australian Supercross Championship. I won it in the mud. And uh, nice. So I mean. The mud's no thing for me. It's just another thing that it sucks that, yeah, it is going to rain. It's going to be my first race back, but everybody's still going to ride the same track and yep. do the same jump. So. Yeah, you, you sound a lot like we had Ryan Brees on earlier who uh, got the cycle trader ride, and, you know, he's up from that area, I guess. And he said, yeah, man, mud's what I, I you know, I, I'm used to riding in the mud. So it'd be pretty cool to see both of you guys get up there and maybe, you know, get you a top 15 or something. Yeah, no, that'd be cool, man. I'd be anything kind of like where i left off the monster cup would be cool so yeah i kind of just kind of go on the weekend it's gonna have some fun i know how to ride and uh sure not kind of overthink it and just kind of do what i do on the bike and uh i should be happy with the results then who all do you have uh helping you out i know uh rich taylor had texted me earlier and it's like hey man you know both your guests tonight are x-brand guys which i'm all about i'm an x-brand rep but who else is helping you out yeah, no, Rick Beck right now, he's definitely helped me out a bit. Uh, he's a big part of the program this year. And uh, obviously, I have Fly Racing helping me out. I've been with them since probably like 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Max over there and all the guys and uh, WPS. And, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Brian and a service. He's, uh, he's my guy over there. 
and I have Yoshimaris help me out this year. I just got a bunch of other stuff like SK Design Graphics, DVS Shoes, Yoshimaris Pipes, um, Toyota Escondido, first man for the truck in uh, California. Uh, yeah, just a whole bunch of people that's been helping me out my program. Awesome, man. So, yeah, you mentioned Fly, which uh, Fly sponsors our show and uh, me personally. Uh, what do you think about that formula? Dude, it's awesome. I rode it in the new helmet. Like, it's so it's so light and it's so quiet in the helmet. And uh, when I first picked it up, I was like, this thing is crazy light. But yeah. Then, like, wearing it, putting it on, it's, it's a lot quieter than, like, a normal helmet you would put on. And it's uh, just super comfortable, and I love it. It's a, it's a, it's a great helmet, and the... Uh, it's, it's cool. Yeah. And it's cool, too. My favorite thing is, sorry to interrupt, my favorite thing is on the visor. I know I'm a big kid, but you can't break the visor. Yep. Like, I was I was messing around with it, bending it, doing all this and all that, and I'm like, all right, it's like a regular guy that's going to buy a helmet, just say, like, he does crash or a little weird tip over. People break their visors, like, and I put it to good test, and uh, I haven't, you're not going to break the visor. No, so. it's, it's really cool the way it pops off, and un, unlike the Fox one, it doesn't just fall off when you pace a jump. Yeah, no, yeah, I was going to say, Roxton, like, um, he, was, he went step on, step off or something, and his visor pops off. Yeah. And my buddy that doesn't know anything about it, he's like, dude, is he telling you a street bike going on? What is he doing? Like, his visor just came off. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the visor won't pop off. Yeah, they. I think Fox might need to rethink that whole system. It doesn't seem to be working. But I, uh, I don't have my formula yet. They're not. They're not available to the uh, the general public for till next month. But I cannot wait. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely. Uh, you're gonna love it when you put it on for the first time. So uh, it's definitely. It's, it's definitely a good helmet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, so before I let you go, um, you know, you're going in, you're just going to have some fun, you've got experience, but, you know, what, is there a spot where you'd be really bummed on the night, you know, shy of crashing or something, like, if you make, if you do not make the main event, let's say, are you going to be disappointed, or are you just going to learn from the experience and and get a little more, uh, you know, a race under your belt? Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be bummed in a sense, but uh, just because I see, like, I've been watching on TV and seeing it as it is, but mm-hmm. uh, my goal is just to do what I do, and I, I know I'll be at the end of the night, and hopefully I'll be within the range I was at Monster Cup. And right. uh, Yeah, but uh, obviously anything can happen that's racing. Like last year at Monster Cup, I mean, sorry, Seattle, we made the main my first race back from being hurt, and main event being... Uh, Second turn of the, in the main event, my, we both fell, me and Malcolm Stewart, and I got a hole in my radiator that ended my night. So, right. anything, anything can happen. So, as long as I stay on two wheels, I'm healthy, and uh, just crank off the laps and drive my own race, and uh, just get out of the, the mutter healthy, we'll be, we'll be good. Awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there. It's going to be cool to have you back. Um, I'm definitely going to have you uh, as one of my tentative picks on my fantasy team, so no pressure. But, uh, <laughs> but hey, man, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there, and um, hopefully I'll see you at Houston. Yeah, no, I'll be in uh, Houston for sure, so stop by and say hi. And, Will uh, do. Yeah, so um, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it, and uh, everybody that's listening, thanks for tuning in. All right, Nick, thanks so much, man. Good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll see you soon, buddy. Thanks, man. Have a good night. All right, you too. All right, bye. All right, All right that's Nick Schmidt. 
uh, coming back, man. You know, he's uh, he's generally a fixture in the main event, so hopefully he'll be right back where he was. It'd be cool. Another guy out there battling, um, you know, privateer status. Uh, unfortunately, he he didn't he wasn't at the beginning of the season where he could get in on the privateer fundraiser uh, fund that Mathis is doing, but he's gonna throw he's gonna throw a kink in it. So we'll be looking forward to seeing how that goes. Okay, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Want to remind you guys of the giveaway that Kyle Tucker Realty Real Estate Agent is doing uh, again. Kyle Tucker with Keller Keller Williams Key Partners. If you email him at Kyle Tucker at kw.com. Put FMF in the subject line. Send him. Uh, he needs send him in the in the content part. Send him your name, address, phone number. He's gonna pick two people that send the email in to get a FMF T-shirt. So get in on that. I might have to get in on that somehow. I may have to make up a fake email or something. So yeah, I, I need some FMF T-shirts. But do that, man. We appreciate Kyle. We appreciate all our sponsors who help us out. Um, but we're going to wrap this thing up. That's it for tonight. We will be back next week. Um, not sure if TJ is going to be back. I think actually TJ will be back out at work. Uh, if any of you guys are in the Texas area heading to Freestone, I'll be down there Friday. So, man, hopefully I'll get to meet some people and we'll get some content. We'll do some YouTube stuff uh, this weekend. Probably be up by Saturday sometime. And that's it, guys. See ya. <laughs>